0: Hi, Stephen, it's Lindsay Hollister. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast with Cincinnati host Stephen Brittingham. Experience meaningful and in-depth interviews with Hollywood's most interesting people. Enjoy the show.
1: You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham, delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in. And now, your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Hi, this is host Stephen Brittingham. My guest today is actress Lindsay Hollister. Back in the fall of 2005, Lindsay guest starred on a memorable episode of Cold Case, where she gave a heartfelt and strong performance as a victim of bullying.
0: So what's so important you want to talk to me about?
1: I'm sorry.
0: That's it? That's all you have to say for yourself? That's not good enough.
1: This fire was an accident, Mr. Dunn. You you know we work homicides, right? I thought it was an accident, too. Until I found this. Lori's cell phone. She had a um, camera thingamajig on it. So she sent this photo to herself? Yeah.
0: Mm. The time and date was October 23rd, 2004, 11.25 p.m.
1: And 40 minutes later, My daughter was dead. The episode is titled The Promise, and you can view this episode over on HBO Max. Cold Case aired on CBS from 2003 to 2010. This smash hit centered around female homicide detective Lily Rush in an appealing and very impressive performance by Katherine Morris. My guest today, Lindsay, will be sharing some of her filming memories from her episode. And now, on to my conversation with Lindsay Hollister. Hi, friends and listeners. This is host, Stephen Brittingham. As mentioned during the opening segment, my special guest today on the podcast is a very talented lady who is here to share her thoughts from her memorable role on Cold Case on an episode which aired all the way back in 2005, Season 3, Episode number 2 to be exact. And that is Lindsay Hollister. And also, as mentioned during the opening segment, this episode that Lindsay appeared on, centered around a lot of cruelty towards her character in particular but she gave a outstanding performance and I'm looking forward to discussing some of her memories along with some other topics as well. Lindsay welcome to Hollywood and beyond.
0: Thank you that was an amazing introduction appreciate it.
1: Most welcomed well deserved Uh, how are you doing today?
0: doing great when you were talking about when the first year I was like it's almost like it's an antique
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness can you believe that that many years no
0: it doesn't feel that many uh doesn't feel like it's been that many years but I've always said that in Hollywood we have Peter Pan syndrome well really Los Angeles you know we don't have seasons therefore time does not progress we do not get older. We do not, like, it's really like a weird, it's like kind of a weird uh, existence. So, uh, so yeah, I couldn't believe it when you were saying that. But it's great that it is able to be seen again, though, because one of the things I was going to say that has been an issue with Cold Case, um, I, I always heard because of the music, you know, they always used, you know, really popular music from like whatever time they were going to that it was never really going to be released like on DVD. And then of course we don't do DVDs even anymore. (laughs) Everything's (laughs) digital now. So, so it's really great though, that it's, you know, even able to be
1: continued to be seen. Um, really. Exactly. I, I, you you hit the nail on the head there because I've actually been seeking out this show for several years. I'm like, you know, I really would like to revisit Cold Case. And mm-hmm. like you said, it just was not available. You have got to be right, Lindsay. The, all of the music mm-hmm. that is used, which adds so much to so many of the episodes. You know what? Uh, that no doubt had a huge part of it, I'm going to assume. But thank goodness to HBO Max. The entire series is available. And Lindsay, let me tell you, I don't know if you've seen it yet on HBO Max, but it looks absolutely beautiful.
0: Now that's actually interesting because the episode, this particular episode that I did, they, um, made the, the, the flat, I was obviously out in all of the flashback scenes, they made it sort of like it was shot on a camera phone. Um, so it was supposed to, you know, look very different than the rest of the show. the rest of the shows, you know, very pretty, very well lit. So it's, it's good to hear that it kind of holds up, um, watching it. So now I'm gonna have to
1: go watch it. (laughs) I recommend it, especially if it's been a few years. And, 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 you know, like I shared with you off the air a few moments ago, Lindsay, you know, I reached out to you literally within a few days after seeing the episode that you appear on, because I thought not only did you do such a, a, an excellent job with your performance, but I was also moved and touched. And it also had me thinking about a lot of things. So thank you for your uh, generosity for visiting me today. I really appreciate it.
0: No, it's great. I I, I think that if, if if an actor gets to have roles or or do television that people can relate to, even all these years later, like that's that's what I you know was hoping to do with a lot of the parts that I played that were not easy Um because I you know, obviously was not wearing a fat suit. That was me. That was my body. And, you know, I I did have uh, you know, quite a few roles um on you know on pretty, you know, large projects that that dealt obviously they all dealt with weight, um, different sort of degrees of it. Um, but I always, you know, wanted to do the roles where I that it would um you know get people to think or or at least to talk about it. Um, I mean, so much has changed, obviously, since then, um, with weight and perception. But during that time, I really was the uh, the largest actors actress really working. Like I was going to say in my age group for sure, but I really think across all ages. Um, so like I said, a lot has changed now. There's, you know, the back then, like it was, you know, it was a, it was a pretty big sort of statement. I thought the the entire thing, not to jump ahead, but <laughs> that's, that's how I felt for sure.
1: I appreciate you sharing that. And, and yes, Lindsay, one of the first things I thought about was that this wasn't just you portraying a character on any show, for example, or even on Cold Case, it was the fact that it did center around weight and the insensitivity and cruelty and the lengths of of all of that in such a horrifying way uh, for your character. And I was putting myself in your shoes. And I'm trying to think, well, obviously they're trying to tell a story but I'm wondering how did how did Lindsay feel? How did you feel though, reading the script? Um, was it did you take just a professional mindset and and realize okay this is a story, or did you have any personal struggles while preparing for the role?
0: Um, I think that's a really good question. I, I honestly you know I did turn down roles in you know my career early in my career that I I felt we're just there for like a sight gag kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, I was, uh, I was almost 400 pounds. (laughs) I was very large. And like I said, definitely, um, the largest person working and that did benefit me in many ways, obviously, because, um, I was able to really play some amazing characters, but I really, like when I did see the part, when I got the script, I wanted to play the role because I felt like, if your heart was not break, well, first of all, if I didn't do my job well, like, <laughs> um, you know, but like, if your heart's not breaking for, you know, Lori and this story, you know, like then you, you're a sociopath, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. and I, I mean, really wanted, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I went to college. I, you know, I, I was in a sorority, but I definitely, you know, I've been overweight my entire life. I, um have one hundred percent uh doubtless um being bullied, and how much that shaped you know my childhood and who and, and who I am to this day. um, but I wanted to tell this story because at the core, they wrote her to to be a fighter, like she fought. and I wanted, and that's what I love so much about this character that uh, you know, not to give it away, but it doesn't end so well for, her, for yes. the character, which obviously is cold case. I think people can, if they haven't seen it, they can probably assume, but I Because you are the main I victim
1: loved, of the episode.
0: Yes. Yeah, and the reason, yeah, like it's a case that's opened,
1: yes. you know, is,
0: is under me. And and that's why I wanted to play though, because I, I felt like the- writers did such a great job though not just writing like oh this is just a pathetic character you know oh sat like but that she was well rounded and she was you know she, there was a personality there and you got to know her and she was a fighter and such incredible scenes and lines where she gets to you know say to her best friend like what are you doing right you know who are you like this is we fought against this our whole lives and now you're you know succumbing to this peer pressure. So I, I know that this is what, you know, kids have to put up with and especially in college. And I think we talk a lot about bullying too in, in high school years, uh, which of course middle school, high school was like the absolute worst, but I didn't feel, especially at that time that we were talking a lot about it in college either as much. Um so that's why I really liked it—that it was, you know, revolving around this frat house and, um, you know, this this sort of awful, you know, sort of ceremony. And then also, it dealt with sexual assault. Like the it was loaded with hot topics.
1: Many but levels. I felt yes. Like,
0: yes, super many levels. Like and and I felt, but I felt like it wasn't preachy, and I felt like they, you know, wanted to show these characters as, you know, well-rounded, you know, personalities that you can relate to and that you can say, you know, feel sorry, not just feel sorry for, but say like, okay, have I ever been a part of some harassment in this form or have I ever, you know, watched it and not said anything? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, what what are our, our our roles in that? Because weight has is always one of those things, and I've said it throughout many interviews my entire career, it's still acceptable to kind of make fun of people for being overweight. We've become very PC as a society, extremely, you know, cautious and, you know, everything now down to our pronouns that we, you know, are conscious of. The way we talk about others, but weight is still something that we can make fun of without, you know, getting, you know, sued by, you know, the next day. Like, yes. Um, so I think that like, that's what I, you know, and, and weight is one thing we all have in common, which it took me a while to kind of realize that it doesn't matter your race, your creed, you know, your gender, you, you, we all can be overweight. Right. And it's so absolutely the thing. Right. And so that's why I think it's really interesting how we approach it. And we still, you know, we're still so obsessed with the number on the scale. It's gotten better. I definitely think there has there's been a lot of progress um, in like body positivity and, you know, loving yourself kind of thing. But at the end of the day, the you know, the diet industry is still, you know, a huge, you know, multi-billion dollar, you know, beast. And we are still sold the ideal is to be thin, you know. So that's why I think that um, this episode still holds up over time.
1: It sure does. and Thank you for sharing all of that Insight, Lindsay. You had so much to say there. That that was wonderful. I Thank know. I,
0: so I was like, oh, sorry. I just <laughs> going off on my.
1: You can talk all, all you want. Uh, I I love <laughs> um, in depth conversations. It's something I strive for as a host. So I really appreciate that. I'd like to add something about your right. character, if you don't mind. Yes. The strength Please. element, yes. I noticed that and it did stand out Um, instead of there was an opportunity during the episode where your character could have left like and gotten away from this, this Mm -hmm. madness, so to speak. It almost felt like it was at that level. And yet your character chose not to for various reasons. But I would like to say that I noticed from the very first moment we see you on screen with your character's father and you're getting ready to go out and, uh, and all of that, is that your character had a lot of compassion. She's, she really seemed to be a very compassionate and caring individual.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's, I love that opening scene, you know, as well, that she's, you know, uh, getting ready. And just that's another, like I said, the writers did such a great job because, like I said, you get to see her as a real person which I do think a lot of times um, we do portray, you know, people of size when they are on screen, like you don't get to know them. They're just sort of there as like, you know, the joke or whatever. Uh, but like I said, especially back then, you know, with the, with the things that you would see. So I love that you got to see her like cutting loose and having fun, but then you, you know, you get this background that they, she's been doing a loss her and her father, you know, she lost her mother, um, and that, you know, she's taking care of her father, you know, and now yes. this is sort of like her chance to like, you know, spread her wings a little bit and have a little fun, you know, in in, in, in college when she's been the caretaker, you know, she kind of had her childhood, I think, taken away from her a little bit, you know, by losing her mother. So, um, so yeah, you know, you do see that, you know, she's, a very strong character. She's, you know, cheap, like I keep saying strong, but it's more than that. Like she's the personality, you know, she's a little cheeky, you know, like uh, then there goes to the scene where they're in the cafeteria and she's, you know, talking to her friend Dirk, and it doesn't matter. All those guys that are looking at her, you know, it's, she's going to invite herself right along, you know? Absolutely. So I
1: think she was a French films that she really enjoyed. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: i think that they like watching the french phone yeah, yes a good memory
1: oh well thank you yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what i
0: liked about it you know that you saw you know you saw her as you know like i said this person that she's like been through so much but she's not going to to back down to anybody because i mean that's the thing i've realized you know in all of my time because bullying is something that's a you know uh, um for me it's it's a it's I, like I said, it's sh- it shaped my childhood and it's something that I have very strong feelings about. And we we're never going to completely eradicate, you know, being bullied or bullies. I mean it's always going to exist, but how we respond, I think to it, you know. I always say like you can respond to bullying in two types of ways. You can either you kind of roll over and just deal with it or you fight back. So I'm sure you can imagine like my whole life I fought back, you know, like, but, but just to not let, you know, um, as much as you, you know, you can, I hoped the message was, doesn't matter what these people thought, you know, doesn't matter to her what they thought she was going to be her and, and live her life and try to enjoy it. You know?
2: Um, I mean, I think too,
0: when you deal with, tragedy and you deal with loss you just realize there's you
1: know life is
0: short
1: yes the <laughs> well you know lindsay uh you know it's it's something else to think of how many years ago that this episode originally aired and yet it doesn't seem so long ago in many ways um, But you know what? During the episode, your character has a flip cell phone, you know, like, like in the early <laughs> stages of flip phones, <laughs> yeah. and yet she can still take a picture. And I was going, oh, that's right. You could mm-hmm. take, you still could take some pictures. It's just all done mm-hmm. a little bit differently than like the phones today. But um it's interesting because of some of the episodes go back decades, like even to the even during World War II, they've had mysteries. And yet yours mm-hmm. was unique in the sense that it was one of those uh, episodes that had to deal with just a few years had gone by. So I thought that was very interesting as well.
0: Yes, they. It was. it definitely was one that didn't jump back as far. So that's why I think that they were, with the camera sort of, you know, flares and like the quality of the camera... They were trying to, you know, that's what they were doing to really differentiate between, you know, the present and and the past because it really was only a few years. Um, but, yeah, you know, it is – that's a great, you know, point to bring up about the phones because so much has changed. And, like, now everybody would have a phone videotaping the whole thing, you know? Yes, like
1: yes, that's
0: it, true. It's just – yeah, it's like you can't write a horror movie without number one answering how are they going to lose their phone?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, or they can't find know, their like, car keys. Um
0: Yes, exactly. Car keys and a phone. How are you going to get rid of those, you know? Because <laughs> it's and that, you know, it's funny because I also around that time did an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Um Which I've heard about.
1: I've not seen it, but uh, yeah. I heard about it.
0: uh, And that was another great episode. And I, you know, uh, dealing with similar issues, but a totally different character. Uh, Actually, not as much of a fighter. I won't I won't spoil that one either. But I have to track that down and see that. Yeah, I think uh, for me, for like Law and Order, I feel like they still air that like on T, you know, what is it like TNT or TV? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's like one of those networks that always does like Law and Order reruns because I have a lot of people that will be like, "Oh, I saw your Law and Order." You know, of, of all of the shows I've done, that one is I think the one that rears the most. But wow, there was a there was a, a you know a scene where somebody took a picture uh, of my character on one of those phones, you know, and it's like kind of grainy and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff but um but yeah like now you know it's incredible the technology and how much that that changes um yeah i mean, just think- like why if you <laughs> if you have kids watching <laughs> these shows they're you know they're like oh look at these old farts that technology <laughs>
1: yeah just look at that flip phone there like you know probably couldn't do too much and um yeah, but, it was like you know, how we
0: looked at 8-track, <laughs> 8-track yeah. 8-tracks, like,
1: oh, you're so old. <laughs> well, I grew up in the 80s, Lindsay. Actually, I was born in the 70s, but as far as the main growing up years, it was the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I saw so many changes. And, and, and you know yeah. then, uh, when records started to disappear and CDs were out, it was very troubling for me i'm like what records disappear and uh i I had this scheme that if i bought extra records somehow that would help the market so i remember going out one weekend and buying like a dozen records i saved up a bunch of money going well this will make a difference but it didn't in the long run (laughs) and and then i loved i loved cds so you know it's funny how sometimes change can be you know difficult at first but
0: I know, but at least I feel like people still collect records, but, like... Yes, making a comeback. CDs? Yeah, exactly. Like, you did invest in something that I think is a lot better than, like, I'm going to run out and buy a bunch of cassette tapes. <laughs> I yeah. hope this technology doesn't go anywhere.
1: <laughs> well, Lindsay, I would love to ask you about this character. You also did an mm-hmm. excellent job. The gentleman that portrayed your friend, Dirk, Um and I believe that is James...
0: Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah.
1: I thought about his character a lot afterwards because I was speaking with someone who had seen the episode as well uh, just recently, and I asked uh, her to give me the, her opinion on him. From the standpoint, like, did this character stand by you enough? What was Was Dirk really a true friend at the end of the day. And she pointed out that, well, look, maybe not in all the ways, but he was also very young. And while I've kept that in mind, uh, it's hard for me to find it acceptable at the point where when things were really getting out of hand to maybe not have, uh, tried to do more to, to stop it. Eventually, though, thankfully, Dirk did take action, but it was obviously too late. But I've thought about that character because I think there are people who want to be a part of the popular crowd, but they, they do think of someone who is being bullied as their friend. I mean, maybe secretly, maybe on the inside. Like, I really would like to be this person's friend. I think the episode did a good job with that complexity.
0: Right. Yeah, I think so. I think it was definitely difficult to watch when you knew, when you, when you got into the background of, you know, how close they were. And, like, if this is, you know, this is, like, your best friend ever. Like, you you know, obviously the expectations are really high, but I think, you know, that's what they were trying to show was just how how deep the peer pressure can go and that he was, you know... Trying, you know, he was being indoctrinated into this fraternity, and like, you know, you have to go through all these sort of hazing things in order to, you know, be a part of it. And, um, and, and with that, you know, it was like the ultimate sacrifice. But I think they tried, I think they tried to show a little bit too of like, you know, he didn't really want her to be there in the first place. Yeah. You know, like, I'm glad, like, it wasn't like he was like, oh, yeah, he invited her, you know, like, come on, you know, it's like he was trying to, I think, like, they were trying to show, like, he was doing his thing, he didn't want her to be involved, and she kind yes. of, you know, inserted herself kind of thing, so, and, you know, the, yeah, the great thing, too, which is so funny about that episode as well, I mean, now, and I'm still, I haven't talked to James in a little bit, but I'm still really close with uh, Elizabeth Sorazo and oh, uh very Christy nice. Sexton. yeah so the girl that set me on fire <laughs> on fire. <laughs> oh, no! and yeah and then the other the latina uh gal who does the you know is in the interview and she has the best line of the whole thing is she said they broke our hearts so we wanted to break theirs like it was, yes. I, I, it's like and i i was like you are like gold in that scene i love that that scene yes. breaks my heart the most that interrogation. But, you know, we were all, of course, um, you know, got, you know, we got along, we were doing this week long shoot. And, you know, when you're a guest cast as well on, on television, it is like being the new kid all the time, you know, (laughs) like, you know, you're, you're, you're important, you're important to the storyline, you know, you're respected of course, but you're not the main cast, you know, so to, to, to do a show, with people your age and like you know a bunch of them i'm I'm also close with nick as well who went on to do uh you know tons of shows and uh, yes he did so
1: on revenge Nick and i it took me a few minutes to realize yeah there's the bartender from from revenge and um i was but i was thinking what a different character oh my goodness Really got oh, under yeah. my skin.
0: He's a, he's a phenomenal. <laughs> I know <laughs> he was great. Like everyone hated him.
1: yes. In Cold yes. Case, and
0: we were like, well, you're you're doing your job, <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> he wasn't a uh, so, one that was very remorseful. That character.
0: No, that's. I think you ha you. We, they had to have the like total bad guy. You know yeah. and the whole thing,
1: and he was it. And,
0: and he was definitely it. And he is, I mean, and too, Nick could not be like further from that character. He's literally one of the nicest guys you've ever That's met. And, to hear. Yeah. And I love these guys. They're, they're so much fun. So I think that they, um, you know, I think like, you know, we did, you know, you, you do sit around and talk, and we were like, you know, has there ever been times where we totally didn't back our friends up, you know? And I think like, James's characters kind of showed that, but then it was like, he, you know, when he gets like the scarf, you know, he tells her to come back in and like, he wants to talk to her and, you know, that sort of like his neoculpa kind of thing. But of course ends up being, you know, uh, the, the, the big mistake uh, of it all. But yeah. So I think, you know, so many different levels and layers in this, you know, one hour, you know, of very realistic, you know, issues, you know, that we deal with, not just college age kids, I think at all ages. I mean, have we we not like been a part of seeing somebody bullied in real life? I have, you know, I mean, and I've been on the receiving
1: end. I don't when I was growing up. uh, I mean, it wasn't all the time. And it wasn't every year. It just happened to be uh, a set of of certain individuals for a very short period of time. But let me tell you, it was not a pleasant experience at all. And it made me feel miserable at a young age. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I have to tell you really quick, um, we, I was in Las Vegas with a couple of my girlfriends and we were, um, actually on our last day, we were leaving and we had stopped by one of the casinos and just to do some, you know, like at the buffet and then to do some gambling And as we were trying to leave our, you know, that we were waiting for my car to be pulled around by the valet and there was a cheer competition that was like over and all of these cheer parents and and girls were, you know, kind of milling about. And it was taking a really long time to get our cars and we were waiting there and we started witnessing one of the fathers um, making fun of one of the female valets and calling her like a fat ass. And being like, you need to move faster in front of all of these young girls. And I was like, I cannot believe, like, we're watching this. Like, all these impressionable women, young ladies, not even, even if it wasn't, like, how anybody could stand there and, like, listen to this man and not say anything. And I got up and I went to the valet stand and I was like, are you guys going to do something about this? Like... And he, they, they saw me do it. So when the valet had come over, they started yelling at me and calling me names. And I'm like, you know, but I'm not going to stand there and say, you're not going to speak to somebody, you know, someone's got to stand up for this young lady. I mean, she was probably my age at that time, not a young lady, but I was, you know, and so those things happen and it's like, you know, I think like you ask yourself, are you going to be that person that stands up and says, this is wrong? You know, and say something or turn your head, you know, and I think that's the one of those, you know, things that from cold case that I wanted people to think about how would you react if you were put into this situation and it's very real that you that most of us have been in that or might be in that situation in the future.
1: And that's why James' character really stood out to me as well, is he was, you know, like we discussed earlier, he was just, you know, he wanted to, to be there for you. But it was just so overwhelming, perhaps. And, and you know, doesn't it say, though, that, they, that his character was compassionate, too, because we learn later on from your character's dad that uh, Dirk comes by and visits him once or twice a week? and and and, that, mm-hmm. and how much comfort that brings to dad and that says a lot of about Dirk the character mm-hmm. you know that that of course he felt awful and he did try to keep your character from going but you know it's not easy sometimes standing up uh, for someone when there's you're outnumbered but you just uh, uh shared a story of why you should always try to to stand up for those in need and and being mistreated you know i would like to ask you you know we were discussing how despicable uh nick's character uh, was mm-hmm. but you know i was just thinking about what about all those other people that were laughing at your character and the t- and the other ladies um you know i was thinking this is a very extreme level and then it occurred to me Lindsay, that that's that, that does happen. I really believe mm-hmm. that this episode was not an exaggeration. That, is every situation this heightened? No, but I do believe in certain scenarios, things like that happen. And I just remember feeling nauseous to my stomach. I just, I just felt like, wow, how can people be that cruel? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and they are. You know, and I do think that, uh, you, know, um, I, I, you know, I, you pre, know, pre-pandemic, pre I think we were on a really bad path as a society. Um, I mean, I don't think I have to go into, like, the reasons why. I think everyone feels it. And then, of course, like, middle pandemic, maybe towards the end of it, who knows, it's gotten even worse out there. Um, I You know, you just see like the explosions and, you know, people like if you, you know, um, if you know anybody in customer service, you'll hear them say, you know, people have just gotten really horrible. And, you know, it's, it's the bullying, you know, it really, you know, the, the name calling and the like, you know, political party lines and the maskers and non-maskers and anti-vaxxers and, you know, pro-vaccine, you know it just feels like we're always, like, out for a fight. Yes. And I think we've lost a lot of our humanity. And, again, like, you know, whenever I think about, like, television and or, you know, movies, you know, you always hope that, like, you always think, like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not doing anything to, like, save lives. But I do think there's an importance to what we do as actors because hopefully, like, these shows do get people to, remember our humanity and remember how it makes people feel when we, you know, act a certain way, you know, like um, I, I do think that, um, you know, television still has that ability to, to affect people, to affect change. Um, and that's, that's why I'm always forever proud of, you know, the canon of work that I've done and the shows that I was a part of, because I do, I have had people, many, many people over the years say, I, I was able to relate. I loved your characters. I was bull-, you know, I used to get tons and tons of, you know, mail when I was on Days of Our Lives, you know, about the same thing, you know, like I, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to see someone like you on television because you look like me. And there's a lot more representation now, which is great, you know, um, because, you know, people are looking, outward (laughs) for there to be something to hold on to and something to relate to something to believe in, not to sound like a Pollyanna, but um, you know, I don't think that, you know, we enjoy want to go through life just being angry and, and acting like, you know, or feeling like a victim, you know, of our circumstances. So, you know, especially during, you know, all of this time when people are, have been like, you know, at home, And, you know, what else do they have to do, you know, so hopefully television continues to, you know, write shows like this and write characters like this and and to see the importance of it so that people can, you know, watch it and relate to it, you know, maybe learn from it, even if it's subconscious. That's always my hope, at Mm -hmm. least, you know, (laughs) I mean, it should be entertaining, of course, but. You know, it's just nice every once in a while when, you know, um, something like, you know, cold case really does resonate with people and and stay with them for a while.
1: Lindsay, that perspective was absolutely beautiful. Well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, if I could take, you know, what you just said and make it into, a, you know, like I could see myself sharing your photo and having <laughs> A portion of that quote shared, I, I think it would be very inspirational for others. So, all right. thank you for that inspiration. And I totally agree with all that you said. Absolutely. I, I would like to ask uh, the fire scenes. Goodness. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, was there actual fire uh, throughout that scene, or was that all kind of added in later with special effects?
0: Um, that's a great question, actually. So, you know, what's fun about where we shot, we actually shot in a practical, ha- well, it wasn't totally practical, it wasn't like somebody's home that they were renting. We were on Warner Ranch, um, and we were actually filming in the house that was next to the Griswold's house from our National Anthem's Christmas Vacation, oh, wow. and I believe... Yes, which was one of my favorite Christmas movies, and so I was geeked out. And then I do believe our house was the one in um Lethal Weapon*, the one where he's oh. on the toilet with the bomb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so lots of history. Yes. So we were. So there really wasn't an upstairs, and so when they were the it was there was not a real fire um they were using lighting for like the downstairs you know kind of to mimic you know what looked like it i mean outside um i'm pretty sure christy did light real matches and threw it on the um curtain but that was of course i think immediately put out when she was done i wasn't there for that mm. scene um but i know she did light those. it took her a couple of tries to light those matches i mean she was talking about oh, that no. um but, Darn it anyway. when I, so, but <laughs> I know exactly but i was in that room and i did have to like kneel down on Ooh, the floor and okay. they were pumping um smoke you know behind wow. me like uh fog i guess what do you call that stuff you know what i'm yeah. talking about yeah and so yeah, so it, it really it, it and then you know, and and James was up on the roof and we oh, wow. at Warner Ranch is in the middle of North Hollywood. I mean, there's like, you know, I mean it's on a large lot, but you're not that far from the street and we were, you know, screaming and so I saw I was like and it was really late at night. I remember like going, I hope no one walks, I mean, I'm sure they, they know there's filming going on, but it it felt really real. It, it, it did. Yes. It was very realistic um, because you know, we were um, I mean, obviously very safe. We were in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm always grateful to say that because no one works harder in the industry than our crew. And um, I, as scary as uh, the strike is, I know coming up, um, we all need to stand with IFC because uh, they do deserve fair working conditions. So yes, um, I will absolutely. say that that they are unbelievably hardworking, amazing people that literally their whole job is to make us look good, you know?
1: That's so, right. Uh, I respect um, crew members so much. Yeah. I mean, th- th- it, oh, it, making incredible. any television or film project or even theater, it really is a group effort, a team 100%.
0: effort. 100%. Yes, and you're bringing—not to go off on this tangent, but we will for a second—you're bringing <laughs> in all different people from. See, okay, I was—I mean, I was a theater major, so you know I'm all about the theater as well. But you're bringing in people from all different areas of life and different, you know, creative sections, and all coming together for this common, you know, a common, you know, goal, which is to make great television make great movies yes and i just remember one of my friends because you know when you're an actor you are treated extremely well um now i will say you know obviously being a guest actor you are you know it's a lot different than being like you know background because i was background when i first started not that you're treated badly but you know you do have a lot of like catering to you, mm-hmm. and I would have. I remember like a, a wardrobe. A, 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 I was walking on set. They had called me, and I was like not going to put my shoes on until I got there because they were like uncomfortable or something. And this wardrobe uh, assistant like dropped to her knees to put her my shoes on, and I was like,
2: oh, "What are you nice. doing?"
0: Like, get you know. And I said, "This is my job." And it's like they are just such like you know, uh, like there are people that don't ask for anything. And it's like to hear that they can't even get like breaks so they can sit down and eat a meal is just disgusting to me. Mm. So yeah. I, I do hope that it's resolved quickly, but you know, I've, like no one should want people to not be able to sleep, you know? Right. So i um, have enough time to sleep, uh, you know, and turn around and be rested for the next day. So, I, I I really do um, have such an intense respect for crew because also, like I said, I've, you know, funny enough in my career, I've, I've been on, um, I mean, for Get Smart, I was on a full rig, you know, like I've had, I for Boston Public, I was working with stunt men because I was wrestling. Um, I've just had a lot of experiences with, you know crew and and people and they are I mean like in uh, Nip Tuck I had to put a gun in my mouth Um, you know so they're always there to really you know to make sure you are safe and that you feel comfortable they are you know like walking you through every step to make sure that you're you know like I said it's not just like that's going to look good, but you're going to feel, you know, safe doing these things. So I've never had a bad experience with anybody that has been working on a crew. And I just have the utmost respect for them because, um, it's long hours and you know, they don't get the glory, you know? (laughs)
1: Yes. They they work very hard
0: for the love. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, if there's any crew members out there, I, I, we thank you and we appreciate you so much.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, to answer your question, they were, you know, they were behind me the entire time and they wanted, you know, and always in between takes like water, you know, they bring me water, make sure, you know, I didn't inhale too much smoke and that I felt, you know, comfortable because I had to get, you know, like I said, yeah, because I, I keep, I said I was on my knees, which sounded probably weird the window was really low to like, you know, like one of those windows, cause it was more like an attic kind of space, I guess. So in order to, you know, make it look obviously that we were like, eye to eye, I had to be on my knees and they always made sure I was comfortable and that I had, you know, adequate padding and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So I have, I am so lucky that I've never felt unsafe in, in, in my working conditions and um, so, uh, but they didn't have to light too much of a real fire, which was good. I think they were probably happy. They didn't have to like burn down a house or anything. Yes. So, so that house will be used throughout time, uh, for many different things. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was really neat filming on the Warner ranch.
2: I, I bet had, it was you
0: know, a really good time. That's where they shot back to the future. That's where, oh, you wow. know, that, like. That, yeah, so there's a lot of
1: history on that lot, so it was pretty rad. Well, Lindsay, I'm wondering, ha- or oh, this is like a two-part question, uh, but they kind of tie in sure. together. Had you ever viewed Cold Case before, you know, you landed this role? And secondly, did you have any interaction with any of the main cast members? Because obviously, uh, being the victim, that's difficult to do, but I'm just wondering if that may have occurred at some point. That's
0: such a great question. Actually, well, you know, thank you. I funny. Yeah, I was like, that's a good one. Um, actually, no, I had not watched the show. I I did, you know, watch several episodes when I was auditioning for it. That I did audition for Cold Case a couple of times. I think, I feel like they made me wait. I remember waiting and then going like, am I not going to get this role? Like I really want this role. Um, So they didn't offer it
1: to you. You actually had to audition for it.
0: I did audition. Gotcha. There's very few times that you get offers. I I am lucky that I was offered law and order special Victims unit and I was offered uh, scrubs, but everything else I've auditioned for. So it is pretty rare to get a straight offer. um, Even now, there's no way, you know, people like actors with four page resumes are auditioning for like one page roles. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. You're like, can't you just look at my demo reel? (laughs) (laughs) But, But so I, yeah. So the unfortunate part of being the dead person is that you don't get to, um, you know, you don't get to you know, be with the main cast, but I did get to meet them because they came in to shoot scenes with Nick when he was in the, the frat house um, and for like the modern day. And, uh-huh. and he, I remember they came. A couple of them came up. Um, I feel like they, and I can't remember their names. It was like the two, the brunette cop, and I should look. Them
1: oh, up Sarah Brown.
0: Let me see. Yes. So I feel like I did meet Catherine, but I can't remember where I met her. But like Jeremy Ratchford and Sarah Brown came up and they were like, we hear, you know, you guys are just doing awesome. You know, like, so that's nice. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, you know, because like this is their show. You know, we are just guests in their home. You know, you're like trying to not leave a mess you know when you leave it is like being at the you know someone else's home for their party and you want to do right by them so it was really nice that they you know that the crew had been talking the director um the producers um had been talking because like Venus she one of she's one of the writers and the producers uh-huh. and she was incredible i remember she was so supportive, and of course, Harris Barclay was our director, and he's incredible. Like, if you look at his, you know, body of work, it's. We had some incredible, like, big heavy hitters, and I do want to say before I forget that, sure. and maybe um, it's changed, but I do know at the time it was the highest rated uh, episode of that season. Like, wow. the hi- it was like the most watched.
1: Yeah. I was not aware of like, that.
0: I do remember that they did. We did hear that it was like high like one of the highest watched ones of that entire season
1: so that's wonderful um,
0: yeah that made us feel pretty good so um but yeah you know they were super nice um and i wish that i you know that's why uh nick got the best of both worlds because he got to be or you know and james you know they got to work with them um in 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 the real life but you know No one had anything bad. It really was one of those like almost boring in a sense because it was so wonderful and everybody was
1: so pleasant and nice.
0: (laughs) It was so pleasant and so nice. And I do, I do want to say one thing because we were talking about, and we've been talking about our love of crew. This is also where you go. Got to respect these guys. I remember the, I think it had been the prop master, the prop folks uh, asked us what, uh, weight we wanted on our sashes because we had to put we had to, as you remember it was it wasn't as easy to see it when when we filmed but we did have sashes that were you know they weighed us and that they put the, our weight on those sashes oh. and I thought that was so incredibly respectful that they asked us what. What they should put instead of just putting on an you know an arbitrary number of like whatever they mm-hmm. wanted, yeah. and I was like, of course I lied out the wazoo about what my weight was. I remember we were all standing around on the lawn. I was like, what do you think's passable so that it would still be realistic? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna put you know because yeah, I mean if anybody knows anything about weight, you know you do not you know usually look what you weigh you know so. Nice. Uh, anywho, that was a little side note
1: on that. But <laughs> well, thank you um, for sharing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was
1: fun. Well, Lindsay, I'd like to get your opinion on something. Um, I think this would sure. be a, a fun question. You know, um, one of the things I am enjoying once again viewing this series over on HBO Max is after you know going through such an emotional experience as a viewer. Well, you know, it seems like every episode. Something that tugs to heartstrings and all of that. Especially like your episode, like we're discussing. It's it's often concluded, every episode, with uh, a ghost, perhaps, or the victim or victims being seen. Usually by uh, one of the lead characters, most prominently uh, Catherine Morris's character, Lily Rush. But I'm just wondering... Obviously, this is a a nice artistic approach, and I always think it's so heartfelt, but I'm fascinated. Do you think that they are actually seeing these victims from the past in a ghostly manner briefly, or do you think it's more of just a state-of-mind statement?
0: Oh, you mean like at the... um yeah, I know. I uh, that's a good question. I think it's. Well, I think it's more. I think I don't think it's as literal. I think it's gotcha. just more, like they are so connected. Yeah. You know, to these cases and their the, their level of involvement that they, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there there's a ghostly thing to it, but or uh, it could be that I they're, they're just
1: seeing them. Like in their mind, like maybe, like you said, there's a connection. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's probably the best way. Not so much a ghost, but more like, you know, fragments of of their mind uh, tied to the victim. Exactly. Kind of like the victim saying, thank you for not forgetting me.
0: Exactly. I, I do think that, yeah. I think like... You know it is incredible. You know what what people do. You know this work people do. I I don't know how every day dealing. You know with you know cases of death and people missing and you know all of the grief that surrounds that. You know so um, so yeah. I think you know. I think that's why the show was so successful. You know. I think like it just had a lot of heart.
1: It it sure did. Kind of um, basically. Just a just a such a talented cast and and, and guest stars like you just uh, made it all so oh. memorable and and like like we said the the all the all the co stars you had that we've discussed they each did a great job and if you happen to speak with any of them uh, somewhere down the road please give them my respect and and let them know uh, what an excellent job they all did on that episode.
0: Absolutely, I am deeper close with all of them kind of definitely reach out to James. It's been a while, but funny. We went out, we all went out bowling and had dinner at a, at Jerry's deli, like not long after the show aired. And then, and we were hanging out and I remember like a couple of tables, like we're like, you guys are just all in cold case. It's crazy. you are all together.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let them know. I would love to, to, to have any of them come on and discuss the episode that you're on. Um, but I have to absolutely. tell you, Lindsay, you are the first person with a connection, such a strong connection to cold case. I'm sure I've had someone on that has maybe been on and maybe I just didn't realize it at the time, but as far as a prominent Rules like you had, you know, I couldn't have asked for, you know, just such a more gracious person as you. So I just want to say thank you for, for the, this opportunity. And I had a lot of fun speaking with you.
0: Oh, I had a great time too. I, it's, it's wonderful to revisit. And uh, you know, obviously this is just, you know, one that will always, you know, be, uh, such a part of my career, you know. But obviously, you know the friends that I still have. Like I married Elizabeth Garazo; I was the officiant at her wedding.
2: Oh wow! Um, you I know, didn't know that, Christy? <laughs>
0: yeah, no. I mean, we're all really, really close, and we stayed close. So it's such a huge part of my life. And you wow. know, like I said, like it's it's I, I'm not I I never take it for for granted. You know how incredibly lucky that I've been to you know have play these roles in my career. You know, it's, this is an extremely difficult profession. I mean, beyond, you know, even what people imagine it to be, it's, it's beyond difficult. It's, it's disheartening. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, not getting roles and disappointment and, um, and I just feel, you know, extremely lucky. I, I hate the word blessed. So I, I'm not using that word, but um, I just do do appreciate those opportunities that I've had to play memorable characters because so many people, you know, come to this town every day and, you know, they just, and they want to be, you know, a part of these worlds. So, um, so, yeah, so I never take it for granted. I always love discussing it and uh, I think you had amazing questions. So thank you so much for having me on.
1: Thank you, Lindsay. If you are someone you know, is a victim of bullying. There is help and resources available. Visit StopBullying.gov for more information. That is StopBullying.gov for more information. Hi friends and listeners, this is host Stephen Brittingham. Do you happen to have a question or a comment for me? Or perhaps you feel that you might make an interesting guest here on Hollywood and Beyond. Whatever your reason may be, please feel free to contact me anytime directly at the show's official email address. That would be Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon.